0: Welcome, everyone, to Hit the Books. I'm Tom Casale. He's Joey Kanish. Kanish, top of the morning to you, baby. I told you I was going to wear the hat. I even found a pipe for you. My (laughs) Notre Dame fighting Irish. Easy, easy over Clemson last week, Kanish. What in the heck happened to the Clemson Tigers in South Bend?
1: You know, uh, uh, first off, uh, happy Veterans Day to all the military schools that are still running the triple option. Uh, yeah. As if we can get a, a couple of. Co- at least I got a cover with a triple option team, so I'm feeling patriotic this week. Uh, maybe Clemson should switch to the triple option because their passing game was so pathetic uh, that they couldn't do anything here to get a. To, uh, to even make it close with Notre Dame. So, yeah, no, that was a. Uh, Another in a long line of, uh, you know, Tommy C. victories here. But that comes to an end this weekend where I'm guaranteed victory on the show to one of these fades here. Uh, So I look forward to ending this this streak of horror.
0: Well, Kanish, this is really remarkable. I mean, let's take ball busting aside and everything. On the show, I'm 21 and 19, you know, just over 50 percent. This is... It's getting scary. Against you, I'm 4-0. Four underdogs have all won outright by a combined score of 179 to 88. (laughs) The four teams, the three teams were Notre Dame twice, Navy, and Louisville. Uh, I got to be honest, Kanish. I was sitting there Saturday. Like, I was laughing out of disbelief because I said on the show, like, it felt like it was going to be one of those block pump interception return game for you know and I I honestly could have written a better script the, the game that went on in my head before I played it was exactly that that I saw <laughs> and I don't know what it is man I uh it's you know my son said uh why don't you every time uh, Kanish goes against you? Why don't we just bet ten thousand dollars so we can be rich?
1: Nothing, nothing, nothing. Little Tommy's college funds all taken care of here. You know, you don't even have to play football anymore.
0: Uh, yeah, and so the you know, and the thing is, Kanish. I probably should have done that. I said to my son, you know, there's a thing in this business called playing the odds. I said, the odds are Kanish's due. I said none of these games have been close. He's got to beat me sooner or later. <laughs> So uh, we'll see how it goes this week. We'll see if you have any. uh, uh, Unfortunately, you know, you know, Kanish, you know I'm not on Notre Dame this week. They're going up against Navy. I don't mess around with a triple option. Um, But I I was thinking it might be, uh,
1: I'm I'm waiting for the Naval Academy to come in here.
0: Well, what a beautiful win I had last week, Kanish. Army, I mean, seven points in them. I mean,. Listen, they ain't never going to play a, a military academy game again that doesn't look like that. Every game looks the exact same. Um, so, yeah, uh, taking the points and going under in those games are, are pretty profitable. But, Kanish, let's get on to this week. Let's see if you agree or if you disagree with me. Hit the Books is presented by the Hammer Betting Network. You can check out all the great content at the hammer.bet and on the social media platforms at the Hammer HQ. First pick, Kanish. I think you might like this one. Let's see. I took South Carolina plus the eight points against Florida. To your credit, when you don't go up against me, you're actually a pretty good handicapper. And last year, last week, you said, hey, look at that Florida team against Texas A&M. I'm hearing word that there's some flu-like symptoms going through the team. Everything you said was correct. I actually hopped on Florida after the show, thanks to you. But to me, the Gators are a little overvalued here, Kanish. Like, I, I get it. They beat a, a corpse of a team in an a and who was sick last week. But Florida's just 1-4 and four against the spread as a favorite this season. Uh, you know, their lone cover was against Eastern Washington. They've lost two of those games outright. I-, I just think this is a bad spot to be laying eight points, what I think is a saggy Florida team. What do you think of this game?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I would tend to agree with you there on on over a touchdown here. I'm not, again, these are two teams that I'm really not super bullish on uh, as the season's progressed either way. However, Florida's got a number of injury concerns going on. Uh, you know, some of those are the best wide receivers, some players on defense. Um, yeah, the best player on defense got kind of pseudo kicked off the team there, so... It's a South Carolina team, though, that in a lot of, has been tough to stomach uh, in in a lot of places this year. Uh, I don't think Spencer Rattlers had a very good year. I think uh, you know they're 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 very good at you know the Beamer ball of selling. The, they kind of remind me of uh, you know some of the, the a, a a poor man's you know A or Miami where they want to sell up a lot of stuff in recruiting. Uh, the actual coaching on the field is not very good. Um, so again. Uh, Numbers-wise, it would be a slight lean for me to South Carolina. It's probably a game I'm gonna gonna stay away from, um, as not loving either team. But over a touchdown here, South Carolina is the only side I'd back. Um, and it's you know, and again, you said as a Florida spot, coming off the Gamers Texas A&M big win there. Probably a, a game where they they looked better than they actually are against a Texas A&M team that was. Run down, missing a ton of players, guys that were playing were sick and all that. So yeah, I could get it if it, it would be eight or nothing for me. Uh, but it's probably one on the actual wager side. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, tend to tend to wade away from.
0: Yeah, and one of the things, Kanish, I think it's hard laying that over a touchdown with Florida is they can't stop the run. They give up 191 on the ground, so teams can run the ball on them, shorten possessions. So I think that's an issue. But I will, we'll say one thing. I want to get your thoughts on this quick. I thought the line was going to move in my favor. I bet this right on the opener at eight. The thing hasn't budged. Is uh, what are you here is Is this two-way action on this game? You know, what?
1: I was actually trying to look real quick uh, to see Marshawn Lloyd's status for South Carolina. I really, I and again, I am not a uh, a, a South Carolina uh, guy who's in a big background. He is fantastic though, and I know. Looks like uh, he did practice yesterday. Um, so that would tell me if he's back to practice this week, I would lean towards he's giving it a go, uh, in which case I, I, I would be more bullish. Again, you know, I know a lot of people that running backs matter. In this type of game uh, and that type of player, I, I think he is actually worth uh, something to the spread there. Um, as you said, that's the way South Carolina is going to be in this game. That's the way South Carolina is going to have to compete in this game is run the ball, and he does make a significant difference for them. So, um yeah, you know, that's one I think, uh, depending on his status here, you might see a little bit of movement uh, either way there towards your, towards your line there if he is actually ruled in. But, um, yeah, I think, you know what, if for me, seven was about right. So I could see if seven, they've been a, they're going to get some buyers there if it does get to flat seven. So I don't see a train too far either way there. But, uh, yeah, you got the side I would definitely lean on.
0: All right, so that's my first one. i tell you, Kanisha, the dogs are barking for me this week. And then my second pick, I'm I'm buying a team that I was right on this year in terms of win total. Uh, Thankfully, they got me my win total. I don't think they've won a game since. The Syracuse Orange, I took the seven. I think that's up to seven and a half now. Uh, You know, I went over four and a half on Syracuse wins. They started six and all, and then they just disappeared. I think this is a nice spot to buy the Qs at home in a game, I think, that might be lower scoring, close. The FSU beat an absolute dreadful Miami team last week. Just garbage of a program right now. And I think they're a little bit overvalued here. You know, I, I know uh, Schrader, Syracuse's quarterback, is probably not going to play. They're going to have to go with a kid that transferred from Florida to make his second start. He did not look good against Pitt last week think he'll have a better game this week. I know he was talented, a recruit coming out of high school. So I think the Cues can keep this game within a touchdown. Are you with me?
1: You know what, the Schrader, the Schrader thing to me, and again, I'm not a, a huge trader guy myself, um, But and it's a game where Syracuse does tend to be significantly better. You know, one of these teams that, that is much better in the Carrier Dome uh, when they're playing in their home confines than on the road. Um, but as you've seen, this, I think the the line moves kind of speaks to the fact that, um, and some of the the word around is that, yeah, as you said, I don't think Schrader's is going to play. Um, tough for me to bat. and again, it's a Florida State team that that I think has been undervalued in some spots this year. This is one though that that if I was going to back Florida I I think the lines kind of gotten away now. Um, I know this opened up, you know, six across the board. I know there was some seven there. Uh, it would be one that, that I think we would have had a head-to-head at, at, you know, a previous line at the current that that's, you know, everything looks to be 7.5 to 8.5 out there. that That's that's too rich for me uh, in, in this game. I think now it, it's correct. I would have been, you know, again, been a little bit more bullish on Florida State at a touchdown or less. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. You might get this. Uh, again, I, I think you can see, you know, we saw this with, with Connor Wiegman and A&M where, like, the first game he came in and he had to replace uh, Ames King, that he looked awful. The next week he was actually uh, significantly improved. So, I think you could see that in this scenario. When you get a week of prep and you get a week of practice and you're not in kind of an emergency scenario, you can see, uh, you know, a significant bump from, from you know, an initial performance. But, for me, Syracuse has got some other injuries going on as well. So, um yeah, it's a team that I'm again. I would have of actually. Uh, I think we would have been head to head at a previous number. At the current, it, it would just be a stay away for me.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned like we always talk about on the show. Schrader is probably not going to play, but Syracuse does have some significant other injuries on the team. It's p- part of the reason they've kind of slipped back. I thought they were in yeah. a terrible spot last week, though. They should have beat Clemson. Then you know, then they got. Pit. I, I, I'm going to give you an analytical a- angle on this one, though. Condition is why I'm really betting it. You know, I live near Syracuse, and one of my buddies is taking his kid to the game, and he's a Florida State fan, and so he's got the Florida State jersey, getting his kid to Florida State jersey. This guy's unlucky, man. I mean, all he's unlucky. He complains about everything. So in my head, I can see me getting texts or phone calls on the way home about how the Florida State program still stinks, and they're not going anywhere. So I'm going to go against my (laughs) unlucky friend, and I'm going to take the seven points with the home dog, Syracuse.
1: I got the bad vibes going in the Carrier Dome here. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we're I'm hoping now they got extra hope in that cover, so we control you with some of these tech there on the way home. And tell you, you know, that Florida State's on the up and up. So and I, at least now I've got a significant rooting interest for in this one.
0: <laughs> well, my third game is another underdog. I feel like you're going to like this one, Kanish. I'm on a UConn plus the 14-and-a-half over Liberty. I mean, this is just, I'm kind of a spot better. This is a dreadful spot for Liberty, who just upset Arkansas, has Virginia Tech on deck, plays that sleepy noon game against an improved UConn team. And for me, you know, Kanish, I think that the Flames are a much better dog than a favorite. Liberty's just 1-4 against the spread as favorites this year, 0-3 uh, laying double digits. So I think this is a good spot for UConn. To keep the game close,
1: you know this is actually uh, you know I, I think a pretty fascinating game uh, for you know a lot of people that that wouldn't have it on their radar um, against a team that UConn, it, it, one of the better ATS teams uh, in the country this year. Yeah, Jim Mora, if, if I, I don't think UConn, I don't think I'll get enough pub. You usually, have to be one of the you know elite teams to get Coach of the Year. He should really be in the right, if not a finalist for for college football Coach of the Year for what he's been able to do uh, in one season uh with this with a team that's also had a bunch of injuries to key players yeah. um to some of their better players for our team that doesn't have a lot of talent um i did see and that uh, Hugh freeze they've been a little cagey with um that they might be able to get charlie brewer back this week i do they basically had to rotate through four quarterbacks this year yeah. um and, and saying that brewer might be back uh you, you know caitlin solters might be back said maybe in a pinch they'd be available so this is a tough one because I'm not really sure who's going to be available for quarterback If it was one of the third QB three or QB fours, I would definitely be with you here um, in, in terms of getting the two touchdowns. I agree. Tough for tough for a program like Liberty to, to you know have that massive SEC game here now back to back roadie traveling up to the Northeast against a UConn team that that you know striving for bowl eligibility here. Um, so this is, a, you know, what again? Gun to my head, I would agree with you. I now the line; it's dropped through fourteen some places. I'd probably just, even with all the uncertainty, take the take the two touchdowns and um, the spot. Uh, I think if you can get a fourteen, there's a few straggling fourteens out there that would be the side uh, I, I would play on. But a lot of a lot of injury uncertainty going into this one, especially with Liberty. But just based off the spot on the line and how you know UConn is playing week to week. Um, it's funny. I, I would. There was kind of a. You know, they've been so good this year. Looking for a. A. You know, a spot here, end of the season, to actually fade them. This is not it, though, for me. Like, I, I don't. If Liberty was, you know, a, a rare, you know, in a different spot with a healthy team, I, I would think this, you know, would be, you know, more of a fade. But no, not here. Not with the injuries they have. Not after the Arkansas game last week. So, yeah, I think you get. You got in good there at fourteen and a half, uh, and I, it'd still be the side I'd lean at fourteen.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the quarterback rotation. They also lost the—they're probably their best player on offense, Hunter, the running back, um, who's out for the season, uh, 850 yards, 6.6 yards per carry. So, you know, against a good – well, it was an improved UConn defense, like you said, under Mora, who's done an incredible job there. I think they can keep this game within the two touchdowns, 14 and a half. So, yeah, that's – Now, my my next one, Kanish, is I don't know where you're going to land on this, but... uh, i hoping against you. Well, listen, this is the third week in a row, all right? At the end of the season, it's either going to be me or the Central Florida Knights who's going down. Because two weeks ago, I took Cincinnati. Last week, I took Memphis, The game was tied, and their idiot head coach goes for it on 4th and 16 (laughs) from midfield, and the game's never the same. I mean, listen, that's not analytics. That's nothing. That's just stupidity. But I am going to roll with Tulane on the money line here, minus minus one twenty. I know this is going to be a tight game, but I just—I don't know. I watch this UCF team play, and they keep getting me. In the end, uh, they got me in the end two weeks ago. They got me in the end last week. But Tulane at home, an absolute covering machine. I don't think—I don't think they're getting quite the respect they should um, in the in the in the market. I know the odds makers probably have a UCF. Probably with a slightly higher power ranking, but I'm going to go with the Green Wave at home. You like this game at all? We find we let the time in music to my ears because we
1: got there, baby. Because I'm going to O-town, Orlando. Uh, You know, I'm traveling from the bounce house. Now, this is what this is in in the biz. We call this an emotional hedge uh, because I actually have an absurd price on Tulane to win the AAC from earlier in the year. So. Uh, the heart will be with Tulay. So even if I have to lose another game of Tommy C, I hope it's this one. Uh, but I'm actually I'm on some UCF here. Uh, Bookmaker was actually trading uh, two and a half for most of the week. Might actually still be uh, two and a half there. Most places are one one and a half. Uh, I played some two and a half there. Um, I, I'm just. And again, whether it's Mikey Keene or Plumlee, and I think Keene even gives them another option if Plumlee does come back and he's not able to get in the passing game. It's just for me a team that, again, I, I I was on Tulane early. They're a team that I bet for a lot of the season. I think now getting into this home stretch here where they've got the three, elite, you know, the other elite teams in the AAC it's just a little bit outside of their depth. They seem to be kind of a year ahead of schedule here. Willie Fritz, fantastic job, you know, accumulating talent. Just if we look at roster to roster, I think UCF uh, is the better team. They've now got a couple of options at quarterback now that Mikey Keene has actually had some experience here and can, can give them something. They've got the more, you know, the better athletes, the more explosive players. I think on the ground, too, they can kind of hamper what Tulane wants to do. So this is one I'm gonna go with the Knights here. I think that I have them a little bit of a slight fave. But if I'm gonna lose another game to Casale, I need it to be this one, which tells you all you need to know that I guarantee that I guarantee that UCF's gonna win this game and cost me like the 66 to 1 or whatever I have on Tulane. But give me the give me the UCF here, uh, cause I think uh, I think the the green wave uh finally finally Peter's out here.
0: Well, Kanish, I'm not big. I'm not a big political guy. They tell me that the red wave we were expecting didn't happen, but if history any is any way, indicator, yeah, green, some red it,
1: wave and the green wave going down yeah, this
0: week. The green wave on Saturday at home, a huge win for the program. Um, so, I, if history is any indicator, this is the the bed of the decade on Tulane, <laughs> the green wave. And uh, hey, listen. If I win this one, maybe I can uh, phone our friend, uh, our buddy Sean King, who uh, you know, who's in the sports betting space now, uh, one of the great quarterbacks in Tulane history. Maybe get an old, an old King jersey to wear on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kanish, this last bet—you ever, you ever place a bet, and after you hit submit, you just sigh because you know you have to be invested in something you don't want to be invested in. I don't know where you – hopefully you have no opinion on this game so you don't have to worry about it yourself. But Uh -uh. I I dove in and I took the Iowa Hawkeyes plus a point and a half at home. Yeah, this is a big – this is an old
1: school Big Ten uh, premium
0: uh, Iowa-Wisconsin. Yep. so listen, this is going to be a tough game to watch. I just – personally, I feel that the Hawkeyes should be a slight favorite at home. So getting the point and a half, they got the fifth best rush defense in college football, and I think – Man, if you can stop Wisconsin's running game and make the quarterback try to beat you, that's going to be one of those Iowa games similar to the Notre Dame game we saw last week with the you know the turnovers, the weird things that happen in Iowa City. So listen, I'm not proud of it. Uh, if I could go back and take one of these five off, this would probably be the one. Do you have a side on here that you like at all? You know, uh, uh, to be honest with you,
1: uh, I don't. I don't hate your position there, uh, really. I, I it's an Iowa offense that has showed a pulse the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, they, they've tried some different things. Commanded been able to move the ball more efficiently. And you look at, I think, Barnon, What's the best unit on the field in this game? It's the Iowa defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they're you know been elite all year, even though when they've you know when the offense was a corpse for the first half of the season, it. It may have not looked that way uh, with some of the score lines against, you know, the Michigans, the Ohio States. But their team, been in league defense all year. Um, and again, Wisconsin, a little resurgent there under Jim Lumber, But I still think this, I, I still think you're getting the better team at home as a dog. Um, the only, I, you know, I actually might, you know, I was I was kind of seeing where this line goes. I might join you on this one uh, at some point here. I was hoping to get a little bit more juice uh I I think this is a game where like even like plus to every point every half point critical uh, in a total of 35 I, I tell you one I actually played a uh on Sunday at, at open a 33 and a half over in this one uh which so when this game is you know uh, six to three will we I uh, be yeah. you know jumping <laughs> off of bridge there that I left but uh now it's around 35 here which which again again every half point critical I would have we you know just dipped under 34 there, so I had to play some some over. Um, but hey, I'm with you. I think uh, I think I've got Iowa small fave here. I think you get in the plus one and a half. Um, there's still some plus one around. That would definitely be the side I'm play. Actually, might uh, might take a uh, take might join you here at some point. There, we're seeing kind of where this we're gonna monitor and where it goes. But I think I'll be on Iowa. Um, I, just, I don't I don't think they should be a dog. I'm not saying they should be, you know, a huge favor or anything, but right. I think they've been playing better down the stretch, and, and they've got the better defense, um, and, and you're getting a, uh, you know, short home dog here. So, yeah, hey, Hawkeyes, baby. Uh, well, we'll go. Who's got the better corn here? Uh, yeah, yeah, give me the you deal know, Who's got the better punter? So, uh,
0: yeah. this will be one <laughs> exactly. that
1: I don't know. I don't think I'll have this on one of the screens, but uh, we can talk about it next week when Iowa wins, you know, 9-2. Uh,
0: yeah, who has the better punter and field goal kicker is what this is going to come down to. Um, but, yeah, so my five picks this week, Kanish, South Carolina plus the eight, Syracuse plus the seven, UConn plus the 14 and a half, the two-lane money line minus 120, you like UCF, we're going head-to-head on that, baby, and then the Iowa Hawkeyes plus one and a half points at home. Get one, You know, there's always another, the game that I just missed my top five, and I'm going to ask you for what you like this week, maybe this is one of them, but, you know, I look at this Auburn-Texas A&M game, and, you know, I just, I worry about teams like Texas A&M, who started the year plus 1600 to win it all, they had high aspirations, they're, they haven't won a game in months, they're struggling, you know, I had Mississippi State last week on that early line before the coaching change I mentioned on the show. And uh, it, looked like, it looked good early, They, but uh, Auburn showing some heart, getting back in, almost won the game. You have a side on this one at all? I, I do have a small play on the Auburn uh, money line in this game.
1: You know, I, I think this is a, a um, you know, one of the, like, a fascinating handicap in terms of, like, Just raw talent and number versus uh, having to quantify, you know, the the, the motivation in teams that are playing. I mean, Texas A&M, after last week's, uh, you know, ton of guys with the flu, ton of guys out. Who's going to be back this week? I think they'll be getting a number of guys. Like, on the surface, would I have Texas A&M if we're just looking at players, raw power rating, a favorite in this game? Yes. However, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Equa, you go from Brian Arson, who everybody hated, everybody wanted out, to Kale well, Equa, he's running up and down the sidelines, uh, you know, they were down, you know, significantly last week, come all the way back and make that a game. Uh, so an Auburn team that's obviously still playing, um, you know, has them kind of, you know, potentially, versus, you know, what Jimbo, the corpse of Jimbo Fisher, where a lot of guys, you know, you're hearing rumors of, some of their, you know, fantastic recruiting class wants to hit the portal already Which guys are actually going to go. Um, so it's not one that, that I've taken, you know, this is, uh, you know, one that, that I wanted to, to just avoid. But I get I, yeah, I can't blame you here. It wouldn't surprise me at all if if a just didn't show up at, and, uh, you know, kind of a rejuvenated Auburn team, uh, you know, was able to. And why, what can they do? They can run the ball. Texas A&M struggled against the run. I'm not sure, you know, who on their defensive line is going to be actually able to go. So, yeah, it's one that, uh, if, if anything, I kind of like the over here at current. Uh, I, I played some 48. There's still some 48 out there. Uh, I don't think either defense is particularly playing very well at the moment. Uh, and you've seen Jimbo with Connor Wiedemann kind of open up the offense a little bit. So, like the over a touch, uh, but, hey, I'm not going to. This is the type of game where, yeah, if you can get a plus money line uh, on a team that's, you know, potentially, you know, rejuvenated versus a team that you don't know where their head's at, hey, I don't blame you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I like this Cadillac Williams condition. You know, in, in my neighborhood, you know, I do my workout. I do a boxing or whatever, and then I walk around the neighborhood. And I, I always have a towel around my neck. So all my buddies make fun of me about the towel. Man, last week Cadillac had the towel. He sweats worse than I do. I didn't know if he was going to make it through the game. That was great. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's one of those things. I agree. Like in the short term, you might get some emotion off. I can Cadillac. Williams coach I don't know but your team gets a little bit of emotion they didn't give up last week so yeah we'll see what happens there but Kanish you know last week you gave me that great tip on Florida uh, I hit that one that helped me on my day what are you looking at this week as your top plays
1: you know I've talked about this uh we talked about this Monday uh Brad and I liked that I talked about something you better you bet I still uh when we talk about you know we talk about triple option every week on this show, I, the 21s are are disappearing so i say if you haven't bet new mexico yet plus 21 or better i would get that in looks like a lot of places there's even a couple of 21 and a halfs left but most places now going to 20 and a half um i like that one quite a bit uh super low total mexico team that that just happens. That has had a ton of bad variants, bad special teams all year. Um, but a game that's basically, you know, triple option versus versus another, you know, variance of the triple option. I like it in three TDs there. There's um, a couple. Let me see one more is what we got current here. Um, I, li- you know what, I, I like Baylor this week uh, in Kansas State. Uh, you know, the team that that's been dealing with some injuries, going up against, uh, you know, been in a long run of of rough, you know, games here. So I like Baylor at home. Now that's that steam. You can get a two and a half there. So, uh, and we'll go one more here that that's still available at current. Actually on a, a Friday night special here. I I like the, you know, buddy, uh, our tailgate tent friend of the show was on UNLV. And I agree. I think a UNLV, if you can get a uh, plus 10 minus 120 tonight, uh, that's the late game tonight, 1030. They were Healthy last week against San Diego State, uh, and we're much, much improved. Brumfellow's back. Some of their wide receivers is back. Uh, it's, again, two teams at Fresno as well as a team that's gotten healthy, but ain't this one UNLV at home. Uh, if you can get a plus 10, minus 120, uh, I like that for, for a half unit tonight as uh, UNLV, which should be – should be much improved tonight, um, for from some of their recent form as they were better last week for San Diego State, uh, and, and should be more competitive tonight for Fresno,
0: yeah. condition. listen, I was looking at that. You, we know who the defensive coordinator is for New Mexico, Rocky Long, and you Rocky, know, I know baby. Every, the triple coach, option every coach that knows how to play that triple option, and he's one of them. I was looking at that game, I think I'm going to jump on it now. I was only worried about New Mexico, they just don't score, you know, so it's uh. That their offense is pitiful, but I do think they can keep that within the number um, with Rocky Long there. So, uh, yes, I will be on, on that with you. But uh, my Friday night special, Knish, is... I'm going right at you, baby. Go to the college basket. Go to the hardcore. Give I Uh-oh. Took Eastern Michigan the twenty-two, baby, against your Michigan Wolverines. That number's down to seventeen. I got. Hey, win or lose, I got the. I got the closing line value. I get to put that on. on, on oh, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, what's
1: his name playing? Amani? The, the big Amani so. Bates coming home. I, Is he playing tonight? Yep.
0: Yeah, I believe so, and I think that's why the line uh, that moved. But I thought 22 was a little high there, 17s. That's one thing about college basketball, Kanish. That's one of the sports you've got to get early because those lines will move five or six points in 24 hours. And uh, it's uh, it, th- those are tough. But, yeah, I went against your boys this week. But I do have a futures parlay, a, a live, Kanish, where I only need Michigan plus seven against ohio state and the only reason i took the plus seven is because they wouldn't let me bet the money line this early but michigan <laughs> is going to beat ohio state oh, the Saturday oh, after the Thanksgiving. Shot. yep two offensive line too good to get them up the mash them the I, I love michigan in that game so i got that going as a futures bet as well
1: I hope. Oh, well I, let's say i hope you're i hope uh i hope you're right and again i like the uh I've actually I've been adding some some throughout the year on some of the uh, the, you know, early lines on that one as well. So, yeah, I think that I think that's going to be a even if, you know, hey, you know what? I think that's going to be a a, a one that's that's definitely competitive, hoping for some, uh, you know, wind and uh, snow and rain in Columbus that weekend. So uh, I hope the weather gods are with us.
0: All right, Kanish, it's uh, my final five picks for the show. South Carolina plus eight, Syracuse plus seven, UConn plus 14.5, Tulane money line minus 120, going head-to-head against you with University of Central Florida and Iowa plus a point and a half, and I'm going to hop on the New Mexico bandwagon going against the triple option. Uh, I think that's a good play, getting the three touchdowns um, against Air Force. Well, Kanish, Another week in the books. Hey, we're almost done for Christ's sakes! It's college football I season. Know, I know, I know. So we're already talking Michigan Notre Dame or Michigan Ohio <laughs> State here. Uh, but don't forget to subscribe to the Hammer NCAA Football on YouTube. The next hit the books. Canish is with you and Brad Powers Monday at four p.m. Eastern Time. You'll break down the games. You'll look ahead, early lines, everything you need to know for Week Twelve. If you can believe it, of college football. Kanish, it's been another great show. I wish you the best of luck in your picks. Uh, For Tom Kasali, Joey Kanish, we will see you next Friday on Hit the Books. Good stuff, brother. Good luck. (laughs)